Beans. 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 Saturday Omaha. Eat this. going to be a, a fun you know this is going to be another groundbreaking uh Saturday Omaha episode uh simply because the the voices on this episode are even different than the last episode so uh on the on the last episode we had the opportunity uh opportunity to record I Dave Zorko was here and then Danelle was here Danelle how you doing man Man, I'm good as always. Perfect. I, I, you are good. Danelle Taylor is here, uh, otherwise known as the Omaha Fatty, but uh, official member of, <laughs> of the Saturday Omaha Posse. And this week we also have TJ. TJ, how you doing? Well, I mean, I'm doing okay, but I feel like Danelle has so much positive energy that I think I need to be like TJ harder. So let me try this. <laughs> I'm okay, Dave. <laughs> you're you're gonna be like the the anti hype man. That's that's that's. <laughs> and then I, I guess I sit somewhere in the middle. So this is the very first Saturday episode with a a Dave Danell uh, TJ episode. TJ, I unfortunately we may have to change your name to DJ or something so that we we can alliteratively announce our names as you know Dave DJ and Danell or something. I I don't know. Uh, but, but more importantly, uh, here, here we are together, a different group of three amigos about to talk about a, a brand new place. (sighs) Danelle, I, I keep breaking my rule, man. We, uh, the last episode that you and I, uh, got to record together, we talked about Corner Kitchen off of 50th and F and what a great spot, what a fun spot, but definitely broke my rule of, Hey, you know, the restaurant should be around for. A month or two or three before we really kind of kind of go at it. So yet again, uh, I I broke the rule by wanting to try a restaurant that hasn't been open that long, at least as far as their brick and mortar is concerned. But the problem is, I have a severe weakness for barbecue. And now, Danelle, you had been here before, and and we're talking about Barbecue Brothers. Um, is is our destination this week and you can find their restaurant in an in an interesting location at 2120 south 72nd street omaha nebraska and 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 no i did you a solid man because i did not forget the zip code this week uh nice yes yes uh uh tj danell had my back last time because i did not have the zip code prepared but i will i will put this at a uh Oh, I don't know, a good 72nd Street accent and say uh, 68124 is is the zip code. But the the deal is, is that it is located in the Omaha Tower, the bottom of the Omaha Tower, which I believe yep. used to be the Travel and Transport Building, which I believe used to be the Commercial Federal Tower like way <laughs> back, way back. But doesn't it still say Omaha uh, Transport Maybe building or like, something like that. Isn't it like on one side and then the rest are CTM, which yeah. I haven't checked what that stands for. You would think they would change the sign less. It seems like a lot of work to climb all the way up there. You know, <laughs> it's true, <laughs> it's true. So uh, I, but uh, it it's okay. The name of the building on top of the building doesn't truly matter as long as you look for the big skyscraper looking thing that is at twenty one twenty South Seventy Second Street, and the entrance is actually on the north side of the building. 
uh, by a former village inn, which which was also renamed. Uh, <laughs> so it it is now what Jade Garden or Jade Palace now? I think. Yep. Yep. J- uh, Jade Crystal Garden. Jade, yep. I believe. Oh, Crystal Jade. Okay, there we go. So oh, anyway, uh, but uh, the north side of the building, and uh, currently, my I'm going to give you some early advice on this episode. Check their online ordering app for hours because the the Facebook and the website, I think maybe they're you know they're just kind of getting started here. Um, they I found them open from eleven to three most days, uh, and the online ordering app i believe typically would have their most uh current hours so that's going to be my my early advice um but uh yeah let's uh let's kind of move forward here so the uh once you get in the bottom of the uh i don't know if it's a skyscraper maybe a maybe a bluffs scraper or something like that because it's not a (laughs) super tall building um but the uh the inside i'm assuming it might have been a a corporate cafe at some point or another, just because the uh, the, the furniture inside uh, is all equipped with like charging ports and USBs, but there's still businesses in there, so it works out really handy. But uh, I, it's it's really interesting, Danelle. Did did you get a chance to eat in when when you went uh, one of your two times here? I did not. You didn't. I did not. You did not. TJ, did you get to eat in at either time? Yes. Um. The, I I only went once, but yes, I got to eat in when I did. Okay, I, I ate in as well. So I and you'll all right. So TJ, you're gonna have to help me out here. But the the inside, um, very clean, uh, you know, refreshed and done for uh, Barbecue Brothers. It it looks like it looks cafe like like corporate cafe. But there's something about when I sat down that I just felt really comfortable. I I don't know. It was just a nice spot to sit and eat lunch. TJ, what, how did you feel about the the ambiance and environment for? eating some tasty smoked meats. So I really wasn't sure what to think about it. Corporate cafe kind of makes sense for uh, for some of the tables and such. I don't know if those were uh, purchased by them or inherited. They certainly looked uh, like they spent a couple of bucks on them. Yeah. And then uh, some personal touches in the form of jazz-related primarily artwork. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I remember pretty distinctly over to my left was a, uh, a painting of part of a saxophone and then a, a kind of a metal cut or a woodcut motif of uh like Nolan's jazz kind of kind of looking stuff yeah. so it had it had their personal touch on it uh-huh. it feels it feels like they made it their own enough it it kind of has a style to it without trying too hard they're they're not yes. making an attempt at having a feel they have a feel it's uh not super in your face it's just there i was was comfortable um so the overall atmosphere it i'm not sure how much of it was decor and how much of it was the fact that i was the only one in there and boy oh boy did they concentrate on making sure that i was happy and served <laughs> well yeah. so uh my my comfort level being extremely high maybe less about atmosphere which was nice um upscale ish not not like fine dining upscale but again it felt like they put a couple of bucks into it and some effort and uh it was just just kind of a a, a comfortable clean uh, uh place to be yeah and i i think you, yeah you, yeah, and I, I think you're right. The uh, the the owner Dwayne, um, I know his uh, family, uh, a couple family members worked there, 
and I I did get that that vibe though, just that they 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 were just all smiles, man. They really wanted you to have a, a good meal um, and a good experience there. So uh, that that's kind of what I experienced dining in. And I, I have a little story to tell, but we'll tell that later because we better talk about some about some food uh, to get in here, and then we'll 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 talk about that later. So I think. I think I'm gonna start with sides. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I, uh, I, I think I'm gonna start with mm, the mac and cheese because I love mac and cheese, and on the show it has been documented that I very much like a creamy or saucy mac and cheese. Are my two favorite types of mac and cheese. Uh, I guess I really don't. I don't know if I, there's a mac and cheese I truly hate or or just push off the plate, but I, I certainly, uh, you know, enjoy something that is creamy. I suppose if it's a baked stringy mac and cheese, that's good too, but I, but I like the creamy and saucy one. Um, this mac and cheese for me, uh, was indeed a creamy mac and cheese, a, uh, cavatappi noodle. I, I believe the spirally type pasta, uh, served al dente or at the very least had a good, uh, toothsomeness to it and was not mushy in any way. It did have a slight um, herbal component. I don't know if there was a little basil in there or something. Maybe uh, TJ will be like, hey, it's it's the thing, uh, scientist back there. But uh, I, I did get a little, little herbalness. Uh, gentlemen, did you have mac and cheese in its its solo form or any other other way uh so i had the the brisket mac so i cannot tell you what the the herbal component was oh, hey. because it was too busy being covered by meat stuffs man and i did not i'm not a huge mac and cheese guy so if it's just me i don't usually order mac and cheese all right, all right. So this is good. We are learning more about the the newest host here at Fatterday Omaha. So this this is good. So uh, Danell will have to give us his. We'll we'll learn more about specialties because you know me mac and cheese and French fries are kind of my gig. But so TJ, I guess that might be a good uh, good segue then. Uh, so your mac and cheese featured uh, many more components. Would you relay to us then about what those were and how they were? So I will, uh, your your summary of the mac and cheese thus far, thank you for naming the noodle because I never remember what those things are called, but I love them for mac and cheese just because of the texture. Uh, I would say a creamier mac and cheese uh, out of your, uh, your categories there. Certainly mm-hmm. less saucy, but that was not a problem. If the so those of you who uh, went to Omaha Public Schools may remember the mac and cheese there, where it had kind of the look and texture of wood glue. I actually liked that <laughs> stuff. Uh, the flavor was not there. It was it was not very cheesy tasting, but it was was very hot and the uh, the cheese consistency was fairly stout. I would say that style, whatever the real homemade version of that style is, would be kind of what this is. It was definitely a thicker, um, more clingy sauce made uh, even more so by the ridges on the pasta. And uh, again, a, a less saucy, but this actually had a decent cheese flavor to it. It may have had a light herbal component, but I wouldn't have noticed because, you know, barbecue sauce and brisket. Um, ordering it, I was expecting a uh, was was as as an entree, so uh, entree pricing applies. But I was nonetheless expecting a uh, 
larger than side, but still kind of side looking bowl of mac and cheese with some brisket mixed in, which apparently is a thing they do on occasion because some people prefer that. But what I got was a uh, fairly sizable bowl of uh, mac and cheese, a, uh, a more slightly shallow, uh, very large around bowl, uh, then topped with uh, several large slices of brisket with a nice little uh, little bit of fat on them and then uh, lean in the middle as you would generally expect brisket to be. Beautiful little smoke ring, uh, particularly long slices of brisket. So I did have to work to break them up with my fork a little bit to get, you know, a little bit of brisket, a little bit of mac and cheese and all that. And this topped with uh, coleslaw, uh, presumably a homemade coleslaw. It certainly tasted like that, a mayonnaise base, a, a creamy coleslaw type lightly sweet very very lightly sweet but with almost that uh, that refreshingness that comes mm. with the vinegar base it was a very light dressing which i prefer greatly if you told me i could only have one kind of coleslaw forever this one would do just fine cuz it's kind of the best of both worlds the uh, the cabbage especially was uh, was very fresh in there so i was was fairly pleased with this and then i believe a few uh, this was uh, a few days ago now i believe a few fried onions uh, onion ring type devices Ooh. on top so it was a very pretty like stack of things it felt uh felt just a touch gourmet and it was definitely it, it made for a very pretty plate and there was a whole heck of a lot of it um again mac and cheese good base to start with a uh, very good you know warm comfort food type of thing and then the yeah. brisket on top the the smoke and this is going to be a repeating theme on uh, all of the above meats that it was certainly permeated throughout um, and was very noticeable, but was not overwhelming. It feels like kind of a more uh, more mild smoke, whatever the wood or wood blend is. And it's it's everywhere in that meat. Um, it's not just, you know, as far as the, the smoke ring is visible. It feels like it's completely throughout. But again, it's not overly assertive. It was just a nice even smoke with work which worked very well with the mac and cheese and the uh, the coleslaw to freshen it up a little bit and those onions on top just is almost a little bit of a garnish this whole thing together it was a lot of food it was pretty dang good um we have said repeatedly that nobody is a patch on wayne at smoke and barrel his uh, his brisket and uh this might be a contender. I don't think it's going to unseat him for me, but uh, if you ask me which one I want, it would depend on my mood that day, I think. I, I have some uh, some opinions on the brisket as well because I had a, a multi-meat plate, but uh, I want to make sure uh, uh, Danelle and I get to uh, discuss a few things as well. So, uh, Danelle, you had the, the pulled pork, but in sandwich form is is this true that is correct you know I, I i usually go for the ribs or the brisket myself as well so the pulled pork was a little outside of the box personally um but i i did enjoy it and like tj mentioned on top of this pulled pork there was coleslaw and the thing about the coleslaw that I don't recall seeing this anywhere else. 
but this coleslaw had broccoli in it. Whoa. Yeah. What? Yeah, I, I, I took my bun off and like there's a big old, you know, tree branch of broccoli. I don't, I, what do they call them? Florets or something like that? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Florets or a sprig, a stalk, something. I, yeah. I like branch. And broccoli is one of my favorite vegetables. So uh, that was perfectly fine with me. I just picked it off and ate it right there by itself. Uh, but yes, that that coleslaw was definitely uh, something that caught my attention. And then, as well as TJ mentioned, the uh, the uh, fried onion rings, the oniony goodness on top of the coleslaw. And then, for me personally, I got some of the sweet and spicy or spicy and sweet sauce. Uh, yeah. Which I, I believe they probably also make that sauce because I think it's so. a little th- more thin than yes. I'm used to for a, a barbecue sauce. And at yes. first I thought that was going to be an issue, but the taste of it made it not even be a factor. Yeah. You, in fact, I, I have I have in my notes, which is where I keep my notes, a specific note on the sauce, and you nailed it. It's it's I just wrote down sauce, thinner, not gloopy. Like it's not, you know, and you're right. If you don't like a thinner barbecue sauce, you might be like, eh, this is going to be, you know, because like, was it Tennessee style is more of a, a vinegar based, real thin sauce. And, you know, KC tends to be a little heavier. I really like this stuff. I, I would almost, almost take shots of this sauce. It was really good. I mean, I, I might have taken shots of that sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. do believe there's a video out there of. <laughs> is is that is that where the shots video came from? Was, yeah, was yeah. It that sauce. Yeah, that, yes, it was. That's that's brilliant. That is brilliant. You 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 are fitting in with Fatterday so fast. <laughs> My gosh, man. Um, so interesting. So your sandwich kind of had a similar configuration to TJ's mac and cheese with the the fried onions and the coleslaw. Yeah, that's an interesting point about the that broccoli. What did you think about the pulled pork? Like you said, that's not your usual choice. But how how was it? So usually when I do have pulled pork, I'm used to it having a lot of sauce on it. Yeah. Uh, this they they give you the sauce on the side, and you can add however little or however much you prefer. Uh, yeah. But what I wanted to do was, uh, since it was already separate, I wanted to go ahead and try just some some bites of the pulled pork by itself uh, yeah. without any of the sauce to get that original flavor, you know, uh, that profile and Again, TJ was spot on. Uh, I, I took a bite. I took another bite. I may have taken three or four bites just to, you know, sample it and make sure it was right. But yeah, you did get that smoke flavor uh, from the meat. It wasn't too smoky. It didn't overpower you by any means, but uh, it was definitely there and present. And it it, it had a good, smooth uh, feel to it. You know, um, so my my dining companion had the had the pulled pork, so I I snatched a bite off of uh, that plate, and I agree with you guys. Uh, a good mild smoke. It uh, it it did not uh, overpower. That's not that's not what you tasted all the time. And uh, Dwayne, I talked to him a little bit. I believe he uses an applewood on the pulled pork, um, and he uses a different blend. I think a pecan and hickory on the brisket so he's using different woods depending on the meat and the pulled pork the the fact that it wasn't dry was a huge win for me um i i pulled pork i don't know i'm right with you usually brisket and ribs brisket and ribs if i'm 
going to order first time around. But I was glad I got a taste of that pulled pork. And I, I really liked it. It's it's one of the better pulled porks I've had. It's it was pretty tasty. It's pretty tasty. Oh, good deal. Um, all right, let's see. So, TJ, you had the brisket on your mac and cheese. Did you also have like a like a two-meat plate and had more brisket? Or was that your exclusive brisket uh, exchange there? That was my uh, my singular brisket experience, although I will reinforce that given the quantity of brisket involved, it was a pretty good singular <laughs> brisket experience. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, well, I will, uh, since uh, Danelle and I got to discuss the pulled pork and you had the brisket, I will uh, drive the brisket truck over this way just a little bit and, and talk about the talk about the brisket from my perspective. Uh, one of my favorite barbecue meats. Now... Um, TJ, I, I don't know if you recall, and 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 Danelle, you you may know, I am a uh, certified Kansas City barbecue judge, a certified barbecue judge by KCBS. Just just so you know, um, and for those listening to me saying that on this show right now, you have to understand the Fatterday Omaha sense of humor is is tongue in cheek sometimes. So first of all, yes, it is true. Yes. I am a CBJ. However, we may use that just to make things funny when talking about barbecue. So please do not take anything I say as me being high and mighty. Um, so uh, tell your friends if you recall this episode. Yeah, yes, TJ, go ahead. I was going to say, Dave, it's, it's not funny when you say it to talk about <laughs> barbecue. It's funny when you're judging a cake. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay. There we go. I think that is better. That is better. Hyperbole how, and being a certified cake. <laughs> Dave, how was the bark on the cornbread today? Perfect. What's the smokering like. All right. So, so, uh, so let it be known then. Uh, me being a KCBS CBJ will only be used for talking about uh, or, or credibility. Will only be for non barbecue items. Is is that what we are saying, TJ? Is that that accurate? <laughs> Well, no. I mean, you could use it for some more gravitas here, but I do want to know about the bark on the cornbread. Dave, tell yeah. us about your brisket. Ah, uh, the brisket. Okay, so I did apply a little, a little bit of CBJ uh, testing to the brisket, just in that pulling the brisket apart. You don't want it to just crumble. You want it to have a little bit of an accordion pull to it. And uh, in Texas, from what I understand, you want even more of that pull. But I did try that on here, and I would say this had a very nice pull to it. It did not fall apart. Good little bit of fat holding it together. And uh, so uh, great. Also, back to the smoke item on here. The smoke was definitely a element of the brisket, but it really let the beefiness of the brisket shine through um and i would say that this kind of reminded me of boxer barbecue a little bit where boxer um i i kind of find too that the the beefiness of the brisket comes through um there's not as much exterior bark on here as say like a smoke and barrel brisket again just a little bit of a different style i really enjoyed this um it is a a thinner slice but I want to be careful there because it was not like there's some places that'll give you like a lunch meat thin slice, and that really drives me nuts. Now, again, <laughs> that is my preference. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that. I just like a thicker slice. These guys did it, Barbecue Brothers did it right. 
Um, and I believe he's using two types of uh, woods to smoke uh, the brisket here. But very tasty and, and beef forward, which I think is an okay thing for a brisket. I, I really liked it. I really liked it because I had a kind of a two meat uh, platter experience because I also got some burnt ends, which, Danelle, I yes. believe you've also had the burnt ends. So tell us about the burnt I, ends. I, I did. And again, I want to say the ribs and the burnt ends are things that I have to go back and experience again because I wasn't able to dig in right away. They oh, sat got you. for a little bit. So, yeah. uh, you know, I don't want to go too in depth, but hey, man, I'm just going to say I liked it. I liked it enough to go back and try them again. Perfect. Perfect. I, I, I was fortunate enough to eat uh, the, the burnt ends while there, um, and uh, I, I did enjoy them. Uh, sauced and, uh, you know, definitely had a nice little char on the outside there. Um, I, I have to say, though, out of the two, um, the brisket was probably my my favorite out of the two. Um, but, you know, that's that's okay. That just depends on on what you like there. Teach, did you have any of the, the burnt ends? I did. So uh, uh, I don't know if this is really peeling back the curtain. Just just to kind of kind of give a picture here, I got myself three main dishes. Um, <laughs> with sides, although I suppose the uh, the sides on the mac and cheese were on top, or the mac and cheese was the side. Depends on how you view that. I effectively got three meals. So oh, moving between them means that uh, some things sat longer than others. The burn ends were somewhat victim of that because I got, you know, a... Uh... Hmm. What is TJ mooming about? Well, we'll find out shortly, but it's break time here on the podcast. Uh, if you get a second and, and you're so inclined, uh, might you give us a review on Google, Apple, or Facebook? You know, a nice positive word there would be great. Also, if you need additional content, head on over to FatterdayOmaha.com. We have our Fatterday friends there, as well as the written word, and we're even on TV sometimes. Check it out back to the show. It, it felt like a fairly substantial amount, but the point is is it was a, a grouping of burnt ends wrapped in foil, so I uh -huh. figured that they would keep a little bit longer. I got to them slightly later than most of the things, so that may have affected the overall texture. Um, I felt less like I was eating a burnt end for the most part, and more like I was eating a pot roast. Um, a little bit leaned out. Um... I, I could definitely uh, uh, actually taste the meat, which does mm -hmm. seem to be a theme here, uh, wherein it was a little extra, you know, burnt, a little uh, little more uh, Maillard reaction on the outside. That was particularly good. That, that made a difference. Um, they were moist enough. Um, Definitely one of the uh, the drier things compared to the other meats, like the the ribs, which we'll get to in a bit, were extremely moist. The brisket was super duper moist. These were a little bit less so, but they had a real nice, sweet, savory, rich flavor to them. They they were definitely tender. They had a nice wherein they had some bark. The bark was really good. I like these. Um, my my least enjoyed uh, meat stuff of the three meat stuffs that I got, but I would still get them again, and they were still very good. The thing with those is they came with a couple of sides, and we'll get to sides, you know, in due course. But they came with the jalapeno cornbread, 
the tomato basil soup, and the beans. And I'll save as much of this as I can for sides, but the sides kind of kind of flip my brain upside down a little bit. <laughs> so I'm, I'm on this where it had the sides with it, so I was trying them specifically there. They kind of distracted me from the meat, which is something that barbecue place sides usually can't do. So net positive on the burn ends, uh, not my favorite thing there. I definitely recommend uh, brisket. The ribs are a sometimes item, but I recommend the ribs too. That that brisket is so solid though. It, it was just, you know, I am not a certified Kansas City barbecue judge, but dang it, it, it was all the things that a, a brisket should be um, in, in varying proportions. Again, as, as you kind of put out there, apples to oranges compared to what, what our usual favorite is, it's just a different style. Yep. But it is, in my mind, a little bit more traditional. If you wanted me to put a, a picture of brisket next to the word brisket in the dictionary it was there so uh those those are my two the burn ends were good um but i'm if if it's your first time i would not uh not put them up there yeah i i'm kind of on that same page teach i i think that the brisket and the pulled pork i think danelle you you were thinking your pulled pork was pretty good even though you didn't uh you don't usually get pulled pork and you enjoyed it quite a bit yes? yeah yeah definitely and, and again though the stuff that comes on top, the the pulled pork itself was you know good and had a nice smooth smoke to it, but when you add on that coleslaw and the fried onion rings, or they weren't even rings, they were probably strings. Sure. Uh, the, and you could tell that they made those uh, in house, and then with uh-huh. that sauce, like the combination of it all, it packs a good punch. I like that. I like that. That's that's good good thing there when the you can get a cohesive delicious bite there that's for sure now did your did your sandwich danelle did it come with sides too uh yeah one side so you can decide to get just the sandwich by itself or you can Uh get the sandwich in a side so uh uh, i I was trying to be semi (laughs) semi good uh you know i I, (laughs) I, like you uh try to eat a little better sometimes during the week Um, yep yep. but i i went with the soup and I thought it was going to be the uh, on the website again, uh, and this may be just an update issue, but it, it said that the potato um, soup was going to be the soup for the day, uh, yes. and that's what I thought it was going to be. And it, you know, it comes in a little container with the top on it, so you can't see it. But when I got to my car and opened it up, uh, to my surprise, it was the tomato basil, uh, which that's fine. But I, I just had my heart set on. You know, yeah. not having that potato cheese. soup again. <laughs> potato soup. Right? Yeah. I don't think there was any uh, cheese on the potato soup. I, I could be wrong, but because uh, uh, that's what I had the first time. Oh, But gotcha. again, okay. it's set. It's set. But I don't I don't recall there being cheese on there, but it was a good soup. Um, again, not fresh and hot like I would have liked it to be, but it, it was still, gotcha. it was good. Well, we uh, we we did encounter when I was in the uh, the tomato basil soup as well. Um, my uh, dining companion is a tomato soup uh, connoisseur, aficionado, uh, and uh, has has had a few uh, tomato basil soups. Uh, this particular soup, I I think uh, we and I I sampled a little bit. We would both recommend that if that uh, the potato soup is on the menu, you go for that. 
if the if the tomato soup is on the menu, maybe maybe pick a different side might might be my personal uh, recommendation there. So I, I don't know. Oh, really? Well, yeah. allow oh. me to retort. I'm sorry. Please proceed <laughs> then. So uh, I have not tried the potato soup there for me. Who I love a good potato soup, but also it was one of the ones that you know mom used to make all the time. So it's gotta it's gotta have the who who came up with the pancake problem where all pancakes are you know about the same and no matter how good they are, they're uh, as good as your mom's I know pancakes. It was, it was it was mentioned I believe on uh, Splendid Table, another um, NPR show. But yes, the pancake problem. You're, the pancakes you eat at a restaurant are never as good as grandma's pancakes, partially <laughs> because of n- nostalgia sauce. Yeah, potato soup in this case uh, definitely fights with the uh, the pancake problem, and tomato basil. I'm I'm a pretty big fan of tomato basil in general, and uh-huh. uh, I now now that you have given me, uh, I I assumed uh, who your dining companion was, and now that you have said a tomato basil uh, soup aficionado, <laughs> you know I know who your dining companion <laughs> was, and uh, this individual is I feel a a suitable authority. On tomato basil uh, uh, soup type things, uh-huh. so I I would not go against them entirely, but I believe I will in this instance because <gasps> I loved this. I I love tomato basil soup in general, but there are two primary kinds of okay tomato basil soup, and one of them is a bisque that secretly had uh, Campbell's as a base. That one's real common, and the other one is one that's. I don't know if fresh is exactly the word because I can usually pick out the uh, canned or stewed tomato type. Uh huh. And then just a whole bunch of basil thrown in, which I actually kind of, I, I, I like all of the above. I really do. Any, any tomato basil soup suits me just fine. But this was neither of those. You could tell, again, <sighs> soup's a funny thing because you can kind of fake it. There are canned soups that are tasty. Sure. Um, but I was pretty dang sure this is yet another scratch-made item, a tomato, you know, bisque style, that uh, that creamier tomato basil soup. I did catch actual chunks of tomato in there. Not a oh. whole lot of them. They just asserted themselves every now and again with a little pop of freshness uh, coming through. But for the most part, it was an even cream base. The curious thing was, was I noticed the richness and then hiding right under it was a pretty serious hit of uh, very real basil. Uh, hmm. Whether that was just a really good, like a freeze-dried that uh, rehydrated itself well in the soup, or whether that was fresh, which is what I suspect was a, a finely diced uh, fresh leaf being involved. Because the basil flavor was, it wasn't there at first, but then it was, and it was fairly prevalent, although not overpowering. The balance on this was a very curious thing. It was very, very even, very warm, very welcoming. I would have liked a bigger bowl of the stuff. Well, um, I got the you know the standard cup side bowl sized device. Uh-huh. But uh, if I had come in perhaps for like a, a soup and sandwich or for a few slices of brisket and this, I, I wouldn't have minded the uh, the restaurant uh, entree size, you know, bowl the size of my head uh, type contrivance for this because it was, it was so warm. It was 
rich without being too rich. It it had that basil flavor without being super overpowering. It's it's the evenness. I found the same thing here that I did in the sauce. I was very aware of all of the components, but uh-huh. none hit way harder than the others. It they they might have hit at different times in any given uh, mouthful of it but they were they were fairly evenly distributed the balance here and that's true for the coleslaw it's true for i would say the the rub and the smoke and all that on the meats it's true for the sauce it's true for the beans which we'll get to but this had all of those things i am i am 100% pro tomato soup on this one well and you know Yet again, here we are in Saturday Omaha with, in this case, three different individuals. So you get three different points of view. Um, I think we better talk about these beans. Um, yeah, Ooh. let's talk. Let's talk about some baked beans right quick. Dave, we only have an hour long show. I know. <laughs> I, I don't know if we I can know. cover these beans. Well, it's there's something to be said here, and I I, I do want to get your take on the ribs because I did not have the ribs because uh, pro Saturday tip here the ribs are only currently as of the time of this recording available on Fridays so I did not have them um but I'm just gonna say because I teach you you're gonna have a bunch of detail here that I'm not gonna talk about the beans I'm gonna talk about the potato salad real quick oh yeah that's right um it was a uh, mustard based uh, potato salad very creamy and I have in my notes which is where I keep my notes a sentence or or a phrase a fracas that just says cold thank you exclamation point i love it when my potato salad is cold i do not like potato salad that is approaching anywhere close to room temperature i like cold potato salad and it was cold you don't like wondering how long your egg-based food stuff has been sitting at room temperature accurate that is a pet peeve of mine yes yes cold potato salad is important so Thank you, thank you, Barbecue Brothers, for serving me nice cold potato salad. Okay, okay. Now we can get back into the beans. <sighs> Are you going to cut a wrestling promo? Let me tell you something about these beans. Oh, my gosh. Um, so years ago, uh, I had watched a, an Alton Brown episode, and I don't even remember what else was in it. It may have been on a single dish, but it was primarily or at least as i recall primarily on a boston bake a proper boston baked bean you start with actual not canned actual dried beans which you rehydrate and cook and and get ready and you put them in a big cast iron pot Mm-hmm. and put them in the oven with yes. all sorts of wonderful ingredients, which you're making basically your your barbecue flavoring and your, your sauce, your pot liquor from scratch, and you're chopping mm-hmm. onions and adding garlic and all these things. And it's it's this beautiful, beautiful marriage of all these flavors where the beans are your meal. They are your your main event. I was invited to the bean reception. And the flavor is important, and the texture is important. And all the things must be just so in this marvelous, hearty dish. And it's time-consuming, and I'm not good at cooking beans. So <laughs> I did it once, and I have thought about it since. Every time I have baked beans of any kind, every time I have beans of any kind, sometimes when I lie awake on cold winter nights, <laughs> I think... 
about these Boston baked beans because that is how you do beans. And this side of beans reminded me of that meal of beans. These are perfect little firm beanie nuggets of goodness. The beans were my favorite side that I had. So if you're going to go and you do like beans, or maybe if you just, if you're curious about beans, um, this, this might be the way to go. Uh, so, so that we are able to uh, encapsulate our meals here in our experiences, uh, TJ, you got to hit on the ribs real quick, because I think that's the last uh, meaty item that we had. I know uh, Donnell had said he wanted to go back and give them a shot because he has not experienced them in their native habitat. I have not had them because I did not go in on a Friday. TJ, give us a summary on the ribs. How were they? These ribs may be my favorite ribs in town now. They they may what? have supplanted Whoa. the others. That Whoa. said, a nice, even, not too assertive smoke. Very, very pleasant throughout. The rub, again, that, that black pepper component and the overall smoke meant that for the most part, I ate the ribs plain. And I'm very much like, I will get ribs with sauce on them and then I will add sauce to them. TJ loves sauce on his ribs. Yes. But I think these were, for the most part, best eaten plain. I really enjoyed them and so have you seen any of the documentaries on hogzilla i think they found him and shot him and and cooked him up <laughs> oh they and were, made me they were these sufficient? ribs these things were these were huge and i don't uh, normally like to to trot out yeah, trot trot uh, out oh i don't normally job. like to trot out uh, oh. size this is public radio, TJ. They're, we're I, above I that. I know, right? The, there, are, there are pun laws here. but <laughs> Patty Arancino right now is just livid. <laughs> <laughs> Turning over in her booth. Anyway, the point is, is I don't normally talk about how big the ribs were. So long as they were large enough to retain moisture, that's all I really care about, or fatty enough. They are a, a pull-off-the-bone, not-fall-off-the-bone rib. Um, I believe, Dave, you, you now have the official line on uh, Kansas City barbecue judging. I believe that is the way they are supposed to be for competition. Um, is that uh, long-held belief correct? Well, TJ, you, you see, I, I can't use my uh, certified barbecue judge uh, certification and gold name tag with my name on it uh, in reference on this show for talking about barbecue. We've decided that already, which is why I will be <laughs> discussing the bark and pull on the cornbread coming up. Uh, Indeed. <laughs> to, quote, to quote one fictional Maurice Moss there. Now it's funny. I will tell you this, that uh, quite often the uh, the rib that is at a competition may differ from what is in the restaurant because people really like a fall-off-the-bone rib sometimes, but uh, you never know. All right, so we better get to the, to the wrap-up on our show for Barbecue Brothers, again, located at 2120 South 72nd Street. And uh, I do want to touch on the cornbread super, super quick. I'm just going to say you that it is... Cornbread. <laughs> It is it is interesting because they they went with a Twinkie uh, uh, form factor on the cornbread and uh, it, it, there's no cream filling but there is jalapeno and I don't you I don't usually dig jalapeno in my cornbread but I did kind of like this cornbread it is not an overly sweet cornbread it is a a a more corn and jalapeno focused cornbread but we gotta we gotta wrap up this episode real quick so I I think. 
gentlemen, these guys are so early on. They, right now, 11 to 3, they kind of have shorter hours. Uh, Danelle, I know you want to go back and experience it uh, in the restaurant at its full force. I still need to go try the ribs. So I, I think we're going to invoke the hook and the hint um, on Barbecue Brothers for, for the moment. I, I don't think it is quite established enough, and, and we are not yet... Uh, thorough enough in here, and we haven't ate in, which is kind of one of the rules that all like we need to eat it together. Um, but uh, was one of the things we're talking about. So anyway, hook in the hint for Barbecue Brothers. I will start it off. For me, I think the hook is going to be a different smoke level and interest than you might find at other barbecue places. Just that the uh, the smoke level is is good. It's mild. It lets the meat. Uh, flavor shine through he's using different uh, woods which I know some other places do as well based upon you know is it pulled pork is it brisket um, and frankly it's really tasty and and it's a new spot so that's what really attracted to me first of all it's barbecue second it's fun I think the owner and family and friends that are running the place really do care they really did a good job uh, taking care of me. Uh, we alluded to in the first half of this episode that I kind of had some challenges uh, on my very first order. I was actually going to do takeout. Um, there was a uh, a mishap that occurred in the ordering process, um, and because of that, I was able to talk to the owner. The uh, owner made it right, and then some. Uh, really just wanted to make sure he was so apologetic that that my initial experience did not deliver what I thought it should um, and he made it right and that means a lot and so I, I think they really care and and so that's that's part of the hook um, the hint for me I think when you go in for the first time as long as you like some baked beans get the baked beans and I think you got to get the the brisket from my perspective and those are two things that you uh, you got to give a shot. So uh, I'm going to flip it over to Danelle. What's uh, Danelle, give me a good hook. Why somebody want to come in and what might you tell them to order? Or what's kind of your, your hint on the ordering process? Well, first things first, and, and you'll, you'll appreciate this. Uh, can there ever be too much barbecue? No. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you, one of the questions that I often get um, when it comes to barbecue is what is your favorite barbecue spot? And I tell everyone who asks that question, I cannot answer that question. Mm. Why? Because every person that does barbecue, they do it their own way. They have their own specialty. There's something mm -hmm. different. Whether you're going to Wayne's New School, Jim's Rib Haven, Jay's Smokehouse, you know, wherever you're going, yeah. you know, tired Texan, there's, there's just so many different facets of barbecue, uh, to the way they smoke it, you know, what wood they're using, what rub they're using, the sauces, there's just so many different components that it's tough to nail it down and just say, Hey, this is my favorite place for barbecue. I um, like that. And, and someone may do something special with the brisket and someone else may do something special with the pulled pork. Or, you know, whatever it is. So it, it's tough. But this is, again, you know, if, if you want something with some flavor that you don't want to get knocked off your seat with too much of the spice or anything like that, this is the place 
that mild flavor that just it, it's just calming. It's relaxing yeah. as you eat it, uh, uh-huh. and, and you you just you get all those components when you you take a bite, and uh, you know you can choose to do the sauce or not do the sauce, and I think it's a win win either way you go. Uh, and it, it's just great to have another barbecue option. You can never get enough barbecue. <laughs> that that just warms my little barbecue heart right there. I I love that. I love that so much. That's that's wonderful. Tej. Well, oh, well yeah. and then for the hint though. For oh yes, sir. Um. Also, we didn't talk about these, but check out the seasoned fries as, as the side. Oh. Check those out. They're 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 not they're Cajun Cajun fries, yeah. but they're not super spicy. Uh, they're a little sweeter. So um, if you like the sweet seasoned fries, check those out. And then for sure, check out, I mean, I, I'm still going to say, even though I didn't have the the full show for the ribs, check out the ribs. Check them out. I like that. And I, I did not have the fries. They were not available when I went in. So I have now I have a whole new reason. I got to go get ribs and fries. That's, that's yes. my next mission yes. right there. Okay. Tej? Well, I'm going to have a hard time because, Dave, you touched on the service. And I will say everyone there was was wonderful and attentive and, and willing to talk about every aspect of everything. I, I had a good time uh, being there and eating in, so that is of note. Now, if you're not the only person in there, like if the joint really gets jumping, then uh, they, they may be a little less so. But I, I think you'll get good service no matter what you do. And that's, that's very much of note. That was pleasant. I don't think I'm going to top to nail on the flavor. Um, that that was a really good, uh, in in addition to a really good summary of the flavor here, it's also a really good summary of of how I kind of think about barbecue joints. I'm I'm a hundred percent on that. Um, some some have a top this or some have a top that, but you're right. Um, as as long as it is done with passion, as barbecue often is, yeah. Um, it's it's labor very low. hard to to say this one over that one. Um, I did say I think my favorite ribs in town, but somehow Jim's had slipped my mind. So those two might be even with each other. So yeah, I, I would say it would be hard to pick them out in a in a barbecue hierarchy of any kind, but it's just darn good stuff. Um, I had three entrees. I could have had one entree and been happy and gotten out of there fairly inexpensively. So that might be my hint, kind of, sort of, and uh, and and the flavor and the overall atmosphere might be the hook, but in uh, in keeping with the spirit of my review, I believe I can only have one final answer for both of those things. So I will say, the hook and the hint. The hook, beans. The hint, <laughs> beans. My summary. <laughs> Beans. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. Go here, get you some. <laughs> I and and I will uh, just quick weigh in and say I do have in my notes as well that the size of the sides were excellent. It was not the little tiny little wimpy cup where you get two teaspoons mm-hmm. and you're done. They they were healthy sized sides, and I, I appreciate that very well, much. Well, and so. and how many barbecue joints have we said? You know, the beans are beans. The cornbread was cornbread at most barbecue yeah. joints, and that's. It, it's amusing to me that, that the sides are just kind of there at most barbecue places, and that's almost universal. But these these are features. This, it, it, If you ask me what puts them over the top, I've had meat that is its equal. 
I, I love what I had, but I, I've had just as good other places, so I'd be hard-pressed. I don't think anybody can touch their side game. I, I really enjoyed everything I have. So, yeah, once again, beans. beans. <laughs> or, <laughs> and, and, and real quick, TJ, I know you said you were the only one inside. Now, though I didn't dine in on that first uh, visit, there were other people inside a couple here and there. Uh, but there was one couple specifically that stood out, and that's because when they went up to the counter to order, the gentleman had mentioned that he was there the day before. So it was so good that he went back the next day and brought his wife. Woo. So, <laughs> and I, I think they appreciated it and they had a nice little conversation. So I think, uh, you know, also being a new business, they, they definitely are trying to make sure that that service uh, is something that you remember. Good, good call. Good call. And I, I, can't end it better than that. Um, it's a brand new spot. Check it out. Barbecue Brothers, 2120 South 72nd Street. North side entrance of the Omaha Tower, a.k.a. the Travel and Transport Building. Uh, so th there it is. That's the summary. And uh, for me, Dave, we got TJ, Danelle here for Saturday Omaha. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, we, we should probably do a, a sign-off kind of like this. I guess I'll say I'm Dave. I'm TJ. And I'm Danette. There it was. Look, that was the first time that happened. That was great. And we are Fatterday Omaha. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and until we eat again, stay hungry. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as TikTok, and FatterdayOmaha.com, where we have additional content. If you'd like to contact us, email FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. <laughs>